You're listening to Geographical Thinking, where ideas, stories, and conversations are shared through the lens of geography. I'm your host, Guan Yu. As we are always talking about geography and GIS, it matters to explore the concerns of those still new to this industry. Esri Canada has a YPN, Young Professional Network, which, as the name suggests, encourages discussions amongst professionals new to GIS. We recorded a roundtable discussion with four experienced GIS experts to address questions from the YPN. During the summertime, we will be running parts of that conversation. Let me introduce the panel first. Joanne Fox, who works for Edmonton Police Service, she's the manager of business analytics, intelligence, and reporting. We have Jeff Lamb, who works for York Region in Ontario. He runs the partnership and special projects for the region. Will Cadell, an entrepreneur. Will Will is the CEO and founder of Spark Geo Consulting, headquartered in Prince George, BC. Last but not the least, we have Chris North, Director of Technology Adoption here at Esri Canada. The roundtable opened with a question often on the minds of young people starting their GIS careers. This is a two-part question. The first part goes, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you started working in GIS? The second part of the question is, what might you have changed in your choices for your career path? Jeff Lamb was the first to answer. No, I really appreciate the question and thank you because it get, got me thinking and it's nice to sit down because we're always forward looking and go, okay, well, let's look back and say, you know, what what has my journey been and how can I impart some of the what I've learned on you guys? And, and really, I would boil it down this first part to a few key points. Um, I mean, other than wanting should have probably bought Google stocks back when I started my career, I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> But, you know, I started my career in and around 9-11. And, you know, there was some pretty massive change in the world at that time. Uh, and so halfway through my career, we had the financial crisis of 2008, which wiped out a business I was starting. So, you know, what I really want to tell you guys is accept change because it's constant. And, and especially now, as you're heading into this world where COVID is so we don't know what it is, you know, just accept that uh I guess I guess I've answered this question the way it's written. I should probably have uh, accepted change and not fought it as it went along, because because really you have to move with change, and change come, with change comes opportunity. Um, so that's just one of the seven points I have written down. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think some of the other things is you know once you do accept the change is coming, then you know. You don't stop learning. I mean, you guys are now, you've got your foot in the door, right? You know the technology and you can code like experts. So then you, I, you know, really if, in hindsight, wish I had spent more time continuing to learn, but not learn technology is to learn people and how people interact with change and how, how, how you have to bring people through change and myself as well. Um, because once you get into your career, and it really is a career, it's a career that you'll love and it'll, it, and your coworkers become your family. So you have to invest in them and your time. So um, if I was to start all over again, my career path would be the same. I, I'm very intentional about what got me here, but I probably would have achieved things quicker had I accepted change, kept learning a little bit more and really invested in my, in my colleagues to understand what made them tick and give them the benefit of the doubt and, and work as a team. So 
I've learned earned a lot of these gray hairs, and had I not <laughs> done that, I'd maybe not have as many. So, so that's my answer. I mean, there's many ways you can take it, but for me, that's what I pondered as I thought about this question. So it's Joanne here, and I'll add to that. Um, so Jeff, maybe we should have spoken a little <laughs> bit before we started this panel discussion because I'm just going to copy what you said. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to piggyback mm. off of that. I think for me, I don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't have changed anything I've done. And I actually didn't start off in GIS. I started off doing a psychology major and I failed calculus twice. And I thought to myself, what can I do to get me through the next couple of years of university and and get me through in four years while while you know using my credits that i i earned in psychology as as um electives and i'm like you know what i've always loved geography let i'll i'll do some geography um and i i fell into gis by accident uh really so um what have i would I have chosen GIS from the onset? Probably not. And I, I wouldn't have changed that. I think that things happen for a reason and you kind of fall into your path as you go. Um, but just to echo Jeff's comments, um, you know, you leave, you get, you get a degree or whatever you get your degree and you have this passion for GIS. Um, not everyone shares your passion because they're, they don't know about it. Um, and one of the things that Jeff had mentioned is about, you know, it, it's not so much about the technology. To me, the technology part is actually the easier thing. Mm -hmm. It's the communication with people um, and being able to sell yourself and the technology um, as something that's needed in your organization. Um, one of the things that maybe I wish I would change it and maybe things would have happened quicker is if at the onset, I wasn't so afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I would recommend as you're coming out of school or just starting your career. Um, don't be afraid to fail. If you have an idea, you want to try it out, try it out. If you fail, you, you haven't failed. You just learn a lesson and you move on. And I think that kind of fear of not, you know, something not being perfect or not answering the right questions um, kind of holds you back. Um, and then it just takes a little bit longer for you to get um, the results that you want. So my recommendation on top of Jeff's would be don't be afraid to fail. I, I would echo, you know, to be a little bit boring, both Joanna and Jeff's <laughs> assessments, but uh, I would I would also add to that a, a couple of items. One is people often talk about thinking outside a box. And I would observe that I don't really think there is a box and I don't think there ever has been one. And if there was one, that box has diminished uh, enormously with the advent of recent sort of computing opportunities. So now we have a bazillion sensors in the sky and we have a bazillion GPS you know, devices in everyone's pockets, the opportunity to exploit geospatial oh yeah. uh, things mm -hmm. is enormous. So, um, so jealous in, I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. And in, in response to what uh, Joanne was saying, absolutely give something a crack because you just never know. I mean, who thought that viral 10 second videos would be a big thing? 
Hey, they are. You know, I didn't even think that putting a camera on a phone was a good idea. And obviously, I was just deeply wrong about that. <laughs> deeply wrong about that. Um, so, you know, doing silly things and having a crack is a great idea. Um, and I think um, sort of being curious about the things that are around you and being curious about people really feeds that um, that opportunity. I think those are things are, are really good. And my, my, my last sort of point of advice would be... You, point you're going to have a job you're going to have a boss make sure that boss is a good one um someone who's willing to um be a little bit risky give you some good advice help you die down the path you're probably going to have more than one boss in your life so figure out someone who you can learn from sing right someone that can help you grow uh there are plenty of terrible bosses but given the state of geospatial right now there's also a lot of jobs out there um, and a lot of opportunity, a lot of jobs that don't yet exist. So don't necessarily jump for the first one. Um, find find something that's going to help you grow. So find something that's going to help you um, sort of get better um, and become a sort of a smarter, better person. Jeff and Joanne and Will have, have really said a lot of the things that that I would I would certainly say. I look at these questions and, I, and I've, I've actually been struggling with them. What do you wish you'd known when you were starting out in this career? Oh boy, how long a list would you like? I know. Um, I mean, I, but I think if I had to sum it up one thing, when I first started on this career, I had and, and most a very narrow view of GIS. GIS was, there, it was kind of this, there was this little tug of war between cartography and GIS. I remember Fleming, they were two separate programs. And, 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 I, and I wish I'd known that, in fact, the breadth in the area, and Will, you kind of touched on this, that all the different areas that GIS could be applied to, um, you know, we sort of saw it as a geog as a, as a, as a, you know, geographic information system thing. We saw it as a geography thing. So we really saw it in the realm of, of geography and, and putting a geographic lens on it. And that's certainly true, but it's not just a tool for geographers. And it would have been really neat to know that, um, uh, w you know, starting out. Everyone sort of touched on the point that you don't really know what your path is going to be. Uh, I w look at where I am right now. There's no way I could have guessed um, where I am and how I got here, you know, 25, third, oh gosh, 25, almost 30 years ago. There, there's, there's no way I could have possibly known that. There's, uh, as Will said, there's technology that exists now that we couldn't have fathomed or, or dreamed of um but uh you know i just if i could if i could start all over i i think i would have focused you know tried to take that that broader focus on it and seen it as, from the application side of it what can this do rather than how does it work um and i think for my personal uh you know career path I am now at a point where it's really all about what can this technology do, not how does it work. And I think that's that's something that, you know, starting off in your path, that's almost something you, you need to keep. You need a little bit of how um, 
you also need a little bit of uh, a bit of why uh, as well. And it's a bit where do you, where do you want to put your focus? Chris North, Director of Technology Adoption at Esri Canada. This is a special edition of Geographical Thinking for students and new professionals starting out in GIS. Joining Chris in this discussion with the YPN Young Professional Network is Jeff Lamb, Manager of Partnerships and Special Projects at York Region, Joanne Fox, Manager of Business Analytics Intelligence and Reporting at Edmonton Police Service. The next question is, what application made you think GIS was really cool? When did the light bulb go off for you? The person who started answering the question is Will Cadell, CEO and founder of Spark Geo Consulting. My first gig was as a spatial modeler for a land use research institute in, in Scotland, Macaulay. And it doesn't exist anymore, it's something else now. But uh, I was in this weird spot where uh, we weren't sort of really given software licenses per se. Uh, we, were, we were given um, data and and at that point S plus, which was like a like a proprietary version of R and like, go for your life, Will, make me a map. And I, oh, okay. So <laughs> lots of creaking, lots of geostats, lots of that kind of stuff. And then eventually we managed to get ourselves into uh, some, some, some art view and some avenue at that point. But um, yeah, so, my, so for me, it's always been interesting. And I, I reflect on this because I think um, I've just been lucky enough to have those kind of jobs that, um, that uh, we've always had to, or I've always been challenged to do things which aren't necessarily um, the traditional way that they're done. Um, so you make a map, but I'm going to give you the wrong piece of software to make the map with. Kind of opens your, it, 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 it shows you that there isn't a box really. And, and if you find yourself in one, then, then you can probably find yourself a way out as well. So I, I think that's I, that's been my career path, and, and that was my first introduction to, to GIS-E kind of stuff, other than what I did at school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a little different spin on that. Um, so I started off my career, I spent a couple years doing um, market analysis for some real estate um, uh, departments and some pretty big uh, private companies. and. You know, th these are all things, they were very simple processes, things that we had learned in school. And the difference spin I'm going to take on this is that I think um, not so much. I, I mean, there's there's so many things that as GIS graduates, we know that we can do, right? We're just, we're just kind of it, in some of our businesses, especially in policing, we're just kind of hitting the, the, the top of that. So, for example, in policing, um, depending on what police agency you work for, um, just getting dots on a map where they're able to click on the dot and pull up the information was revolutionary to them. You could, we, knew, we know that we can do so much more with that information and provide direction um, and solve some of their issues. Um, but that was, that was enough for them. That was like revolutionary. And I think one of the things that kind of helped propel GIS forward, um, in terms of, in terms of, you know, mainstream culture was MapQuest. Does anybody remember MapQuest? Yeah. So before Google came around, right? <clears throat> that was the biggest thing ever. And I'm not, I, it's, I'm not going to call it a GIS, but 
that's kind of what, you know, people started expecting that, um, the ability to be able to go online and find directions to where, you know, where they want to go and, and they don't need a paper map anymore. And then, you know, you have the, the navigation systems in the cars, and then you have the advent of Google maps and even Google maps has, um, introduced some of these very, very basic rudimentary GIS concepts that are making it more mainstream um, and what people are expecting to have access to. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of my different spin on it. I mean, we, like I said, as GIS professionals, we have access to some of these tools and some of these processes um, where we could make some incredible visualizations and provide some incredible insight. Um, but it's really sometimes just the basic concepts that are, are what propels GIS forward. I, yeah. I, wow. I think we've all had the same vintage because we all kind of refer back to a time when uh, you know, things were getting started here. <laughs> so um, for my answer to that, you know, I've always been very curious and I encourage everyone who's listening to this recording to follow your curiosity. So I made my first map when I was seven because uh, uh, my father said I was fishing and my, I, told him how many fish I'd caught that day. And his joke was, well, you keep catching the same fish over and over. So I actually made a map mm -hmm. of the lake and where I caught all the fish. <laughs> but I always kept that curiosity throughout my life. And in the late 90s, I had an idea. And and it might start to sound familiar as I talk through it. But um, I thought to myself, what if I was to strap a VHS camera to the front of a tr my truck? And I don't know if anyone remembers VHS. And <laughs> drive... <laughs> drive the streets of the city of Peterborough and record record the street and all the businesses on it. And what I did is I took it back and segmented the video and linked it to all the road segments and presented it back to one of my professors who said, there's no way this will ever have any real practical use in reality to be able to click on it on and see see actual, uh, you know, what's going on, whether the, the streets were cracked or the real estate. And I thought to myself, I don't think so. I think this actually has a, a, a thing to it. And, and of course, we have street street view now for that. But um, just follow your curiosity. I think that for me, to answer your question, was with the first project that popped into my mind of what was the use of GIS. And I thought, how can we marry something that exists to something that doesn't exist and find those intersections where innovation can happen? Um, so that, that was mine. I mean, I went on to work in forestry and then telecommunications and other areas, but, you know, I think that curiosity is pretty important. I agree. Interesting you say that, Jeff, and that's another thing I think that the listeners uh, should keep in mind is that sometimes when you take this new technology to, I won't say old, I'll say the established, um, you know, authorities or the established management structure of your organization, <clears throat> It's hard sometimes for them to see that change that that, is, that you, you know is coming and and see that that practical. We we have a joke, you know, inside of Esri sometimes when you know we're, we're trying to show a, a group or a, a customer some new technology and they're just not getting it. We sort of say, you know, it's like showing in and and, and Guan and Samaya are going to roll their eyes, and I because I say it all the time. You're showing an iPad to a caveman, right? <laughs> uh, you know, how is this going to help me hunt deer, right? What do I yes. throw the iPad at the deer? <laughs> like, what what do I do with this? And, and 
and and it it sort of harkens back to what uh, you know I said a little bit earlier is that sometimes the technological advance gets ahead uh, you know you gets ahead of the need for it so you kind of have a solution running around looking for a problem um, and that that's one of the challenges uh, that we face in in something especially when with the technology changes so quickly and then all of a sudden you know the lights come on and and you know all of a sudden there's an application for that so that was yeah. you know for me the first couple of times there's nothing specific but the first couple of times that that happened was really when I got excited about GIS is this stuff that I've been tinkering with and doing as a lab and doing as kind of a project all of a sudden got the real world and everybody thinks I'm crazy until that one person oh that would really help in this situation and then you run with it Chris North finishes this episode. He was joined by Jeff Lamb, Joanne Fox, and Will Cadell. In the next episode, our guests will talk about how business may change post-pandemic and what it means for industry. Hope you can join us. We encourage you to share these episodes with anyone who's considering GIS as a career or new to the field. If you'd like to join the Young Professional Network, check out more resources Go to esri.ca slash YPN or join Esri Canada YPN on LinkedIn. This podcast is brought to you by Esri Canada, a technology company that empowers people and organizations by the science of wear. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.